Great to be back, this nice 43-degree balmy weather. I was minus 10 when we left, so it was, this is awesome. <clears throat> well, our vacation went without hitch. Um, no ER, no drugstore, no doctor, no hospital, no drama. It was just totally awesome other than Ruth almost got swept out to sea. Yeah, so we have to pray for the sea next time we go out there. That's the truth. Lifeguard come running, rushing, waving her orange thing. We didn't know. We're just looking at what's the problem. Ruth chose this part of the ocean. Now there's like hundreds and hundreds of miles of beach. She chose this part of the ocean because it looked nice and calm because the waves were about six foot high and they'd knock you pretty good. So she's out there about 20 yards, and I'm out there about three feet, six inches, telling her, be careful. <laughs> and a lifeguard come running down, and it was calm. No, the whole story is it was calm because riptides were right where she was, and the waves would be like this, and all of a sudden they disappear. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool, nice and calm. Well, that's the sign of a riptide, and... She said, if that would catch you, I wouldn't be able to get you. You'd be swept right out to sea. <laughs> so that was the only drama we had. It would have been hard looking at her saying, oh, <laughs> I'll never forget you. <laughs> anyway, that was it. Uh, what was more exciting, though, Ruth and I spent a lot of time praying for you. We did. We spent some strong time praying for New Hope, the heart of New Hope. Um, and we are looking for uh, the Lord to ante it up here at New Hope. So the, um, oh, how is that said? The greatest enemy of the best is having the good. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? We got to get the best. Okay, the best of God, the best that he wants to give us. The best of the power of the Holy Ghost, the conviction of God, the mercy of God, the deliverance of God, the healing of God, the power of God. And we can't settle for the good. Nice services, godly people, nice worship, hopefully nice word, good altar calls. We've got to have the best. And so that's what we have been praying. We've been praying and crying out to God, seriously, for our heart. That we have ears to hear this and go for this. And maybe you've uh, already seen or heard this song, but I want to play it. Because every once in a while, God gives us a song that just grips us and, and takes us into the heavenlies. And this was this song, and I want you uh, to get used to it. I want you to fire it up at home as loud as you can handle and cry out to God through this song. Perfectly enough, it's entitled Pray. Pray. This is where we are. Check this song out. It's by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Apparently it's a new one. This is the heart of God for new hope. This is it.
Amen. Right now. Things we Yeah, it's a promise. He will answer. He will sing you through when you pray. Jesus is the answer when you pray. The battle's won. Jesus Christ, the Son. Jesus, there is victory. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ, says Christ the Son. In the name, there is victory. You promised us, God. You've promised, Lord.
Jesus, you will answer when you pray. 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 When you pray. Jesus, he will answer. Glory, hallelujah. Father, we come to you now in the name of the Lord, and God, we ask for that anointing. Lord, we must have the anointing of Almighty God to take these mere words, Lord, and, and let them bring life, O oh God. Lord, let them set the captive free. Let them bring deliverance, Lord Jesus. Let it bring healing and hope and mercy, God. Father, we pray for the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that they would open up, Lord Jesus, and see in the ears, Lord God, that we would have an understanding. God the Holy Ghost, we ask that you would come and move amongst the people today. Let them know that you are alive. Let them know that you are well. Let them know that you are in control. God, bring the power of Almighty God back to the house of God, Lord. Lord, that you would create saints, Lord. That you would create warriors today through the Word of God. Father, I bind the enemy. I bind the liar, Lord God, who has, who has dummied down the gospel, who has dummied down our role in this gospel, Lord, and we cast him from this service, Lord. I pray for the Word of God to go unhindered. I pray, Lord, that you would use me, Lord God, how you see fit. I pray, God, that you would give me things that I have yet to even think of as I preach the Word of God in your honor, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Okay, that's what God has given me in L.A., given both of us. We cried out almost daily with this song, blasting as much as we could uh, where we were. You don't have to memorize the Word of God in uh, Hebrew or Greek or forward or backward. You don't have to be a huge giver. You don't have to be loaded with money or looks or fine clothing. You simply need to pray. You need to pray. What we've been doing, what we've been taught, it's okay. But we're not making that breakthrough to what God wants us to have. And that's what you and I must push for. That's why New Hope is here. That's why God gave us the name New Hope, to bring new hope. We can't just have blah, blah church services. We've got to have the reality of the power and the moving of the Spirit of God. We've got to have that kabod, that weighty presence of God, back in the house of God again. Where people walk face, uh, right in the face with the demonstration of the power of God. As God sees fit, not as man. And this is what we need to do. So this morning's message is entitled, Paths to Power. We've got to get this. Uh, Psalms 27.11 says this. This is what we're going to do. This is the journey that we're going to take now. He says, teach me thy way. I don't want man's way as much as we try. I don't want man's logic and intellect. I don't want man's education. You know what? I have found out through all these years, the more educated man gets, the less of the power of God we have. It's just the truth. It's just the way it is. You just need people laying on their face in a barn somewhere on a haystack praying, crying out to God. That's what we need to get back in the house of God. 
So the psalmist says, God, teach me, teach me thy ways, Lord. Lord, I want to know thy ways, and I hope that your heart, and I believe it, and a number of you, that your heart beats like this. You want to be taught God's ways. So, Lord, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path, which means a right path. God, I don't want to go down some rabbit trail. I don't want to go on some wild goose chase. God, I want to know the right path. I want to walk that path of power and holiness, whatever it takes, God. Whatever you want from me, I want to do it, Lord. And here's why. Because of my enemies, God. I have never seen our nation in, in such a state as it is today because of the enemy. Because of his lies, his deception, and how he's stuck in and has all these positions in our government and our leadership. The warped thinking now that is in our nation, right is wrong, wrong is right. So God, because of my enemies, Lord, you've got to teach me the right path. Because they're all around, Lord. And just a vote on election day isn't going to do it, God. Just a new campaign ad or a new candidate is not going to cut it, God. It's going to take the demonstration and the power of God. It's going to take a church that believes in the power of God and believes in prayer. If you pray, God's promise. He's promised. So if our prayers aren't cutting it, we're not praying right. Because God says, when you call with all your heart, you say, man, I'll answer. I'll answer. So what's going on? We must just be giving it half-hearted, three-quarters. I don't know what it is. All I know is I don't even have to be an Einstein. I don't have to have some great equation that fills up that wall over there. Ah, we got it now. All I got to do is have a grain of mustard seed fall on my face and say, oh, Father, will you help me? Will you help me, God, with that sincere heart of a child? Which father would say, no, no, thank you. I'm not going to help you. Psalms 119, 105 says, the word. We cannot waver from the word. We're not going to catch on to some new thing down the road, some new movement. We're going to stick to the word. The Word is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. So we cannot waver from the Word as we cry out to God, God, show me! You must show me, God. And we cannot waver from the light, which is the Word of God. Psalms 119.35 says this. Listen, this is where we all got to cry out to this, God. Make me! Make me do this, God! I don't have it on my own. God, you've got to make me. And we're all in this boat. Every one of us. You can see the urgency of the hour, the closeness of us coming back, and yet you still don't have the ability to rise up. And so the psalmist recognized that like you and I do today, and he says, God, make me to go in this path. Make me, Lord. Command me, God. Make me, you've got to command me or I won't. Make me to go in this path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. God, you've got to, you've got to speak into my spirit, God. You've got to command me to rise up, whether it's three in the morning, two in the afternoon, to rise up when you speak. I need to listen. Command me, God. Make me, God, make me. That's what the psalmist, these are the paths to power. This is not your everyday Christianity. 
So I personally and for this church am looking for a greater spiritual power in our life. It has to be. There's death all around us. People no longer know right from wrong. No longer know God or Christ. They don't know. And so we're looking for a greater spiritual power in our lives. I'm looking for that path. And I believe, I do, I believe a lot of you are as well. Because we need to influence this society that's around us. We must have the power of God working through us. Even when we speak, the words must have weight. The anointing. Everybody's got an opinion. There are a billion religions. But this one must have the touch of God on it. The reality. So the skeptic and the mocker doesn't know what to say because of what they see and sense and feel. For the sake of the lost, people are not getting saved in America. For the sake of the lost and our lost nation, we have to be willing to start all over if that's what it takes. Start all over. Let's do this, God. You've got to command us. Mark 16, 20 says, And they went forth and preached everywhere. Listen, the Lord working with them. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Is what it says. The Lord working. That means that word working means to put forth power together. God has decided divinity and humanity working together. He has called us to work. He put Adam in the garden and he said, tend it, work, go to work. And so he's calling you and I to work. Divinity and humanity working together, putting forth power. We speak it and God moves. All our ideas and all our meetings and all our committees don't work if you don't pray. The enemy just probably just scoffs. You've got to have that prayer that breaks the, uh, the, the bondage of the lost. And this is what God wants to do with this church. When we go out to work for God, Jesus will work with us. He will. That power will work. The disciples did what Jesus told them to do. And then Jesus did what he, only he could do with signs following. It's true. The well is so dry that most moves of God in America are fake. They're phony. They're put up by man or some technology or some idea. Some fancy words. We just need the raw power of the Spirit of God to come back to the house of God. Where you shake in your boots because God showed up. No man can do that. God has given us an excellent pattern for ministry. Their preaching comes first, then signs following. What is happening since I have been born again 40 years ago. We don't do that anymore. What we do now is we, um, we follow signs. We run after signs instead of running after Jesus. Instead of signs following us as we speak for God, we're running after signs. Look, the knowledge of the truth is not enough. 
It is awesome, but it's not enough. The truth must be followed by an actual experience, a radical upheaval when you become born again. You just don't go to church. A radical upheaval. You have been dethroned, no longer on the heart of self. The king comes in and takes over. A radical coup, an upheaval must take place in you. Or you're not born again. You're just moved by on emotions. Here's a t- perfect example of the truth. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. And that's the knowledge of the truth. But the truth must be carried out and it must be obeyed. Just knowing the truth, just knowing that scripture is not the answer. It's not. Just discovering this path is not the answer. We must walk it. You can't just come and point and say, man, that's the holy way. That's the narrow way. That's the path of power. That's the path God wants you on. And then walk away from it. You must walk it. You must go down that path. 1 Samuel 15, 22, New Living Translation says, But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices, or your obedience to his voice? I am supposed to be speaking on behalf of God, using the word of God. Now, you and I must obey his voice. Samuel goes on and says, obedience is far better than sacrifice. Listening to him is much better than offerings of the fat of rams. Listening to him is much better than your tithe check or your offering or your volunteering. Song says, when you pray, Prayer to the Americans is just like a little Flintstone vitamin in the morning. Just a little dab of some kind of security blanket on what we're thinking or attempting to do. That's what prayer has become in America. It's not people crying out to God, literally crying out as if they'll die if they don't get an answer. That's foreign to us, unknown to us. Jeremiah says, but this thing commanded I them saying, obey my voice and I will be your God. You shall be my people and walk ye in the ways that I have commanded you that it may be well with you. It's not well with America. It's not well with the church of America. Just isn't. Hence, we're here. This is the reason why we're here. God is expecting this place to bring new hope, to bring back the glory that God deserves, to usher in the presence of Almighty God, to let the lost know that God lives and reigns. Not to just sit here and try to fit in God to your softball schedule, baseball schedule, football schedule, knitting class, this class, that class, art class, This job, that job, two jobs, three jobs. That's the American way. And it's turned into an American nightmare. Our nation is lost. Here's what Tozer says. Tozer is a fantastic author, preacher of the Word of God. 
I think he might have died in the 1960s, so he's not that uh, old. Some of you have been asking me about books to read. Read Tozer. Okay? He says this, The greatest event in history was coming of Jesus Christ into the world to live and die for mankind. The next greatest event was the going forth of the church to embody the life of Christ and to spread the knowledge of his salvation throughout the earth. It was not an easy task the church faced when she came down from the upper room to carry out the work of a man died as criminals die, and more than that, to persuade others that this man had risen from among the dead and that he was the Son of God and the Savior. This mission was, in the nature of it, doomed to failure from the start. Think of what they were facing walking down out of the upper room. Who would credit such a fantastic story? Who would put faith in one whom society had condemned and crucified? Left to herself, the church must have perished as a thousand other aborted sets have done before her. False religions have done before her and have left nothing for a future generation to remember. That the church did not so perish was due entirely to the miraculous element within her. The same one you and I have. The same one we're sitting on. The element was supplied by the Holy Ghost who came at Pentecost to empower her. To empower her for the task. The same Holy Ghost I have in me made Peter stand up and preach to the thousands. The same one. Christ says it's expedient for me that I go away. Because if I don't go away, if I don't ascend, I can't send the Holy Ghost. I can't send the power back. That's how important. I mean, sit there and think of that. No, 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 no. Christ Messiah, I finally got it. Don't go away. How can there be a better? But the plan was, was to send the power of God through God, the Holy Ghost. Where is that God? Where is the God of the Holy Ghost? We're missing it badly. Tozer goes on and says, In short, the church began in power, moved in power, moved just as long as she had power. When she no longer had power, she dug in for safety and sought to conserve her gains. But her blessings were like the manna. When you tried to keep it overnight, it bred worms and stank. It's true. Somewhere before we came to God, the group kind of lost it. They dug in and said, we'll just t take this much and no more. We'll just hang on. We'll just stay saved. And we've been going backwards ever since. Backwards. It's true. If the church is to advance, we must have power. I'm not saying political power. I'm not saying financial power. I'm saying spiritual, supernatural power. Are you there? Power is the word, man, many use and misuse it. They misuse it all the time. So let me explain what I mean, what I'm talking about. Here's what I mean about the people of God. First, I mean spiritual energy, a sufficient voltage to produce great saints once again. They were produced all the time, these great saints of God. God, give us back that power. 
God, I don't know who lost it. I don't know if I fumbled it. If I don't know if I've ever saw the ball, but God, give it back to me. You don't know how I've been praying. Oh, God, please, please, Lord, please, Father God, don't trust me to understand this. Make me, make me understand it. Good is the enemy of the best. I'm telling you. We have become a breed of mild, harmless Christians. We have. And me too, chief. Christian growth in our generation is a poor example of what the grace of God can do when it operates in the power of the Holy Ghost in a human heart. Man, what other goal can you have? What other awesome achievement or reason for living can we have? Oh, I've got to raise my little boy. I know. What other awesome more reason is there to raise that child? And the admonition and the fear of God and the power of God. Somebody please, with all these little babies we have in this church, somebody please teach them that. We have theological born again saints these days it's almost an emotionalist act of accepting the Lord listen and being forgiven of every wicked deed in your life emotionalist what it's because it's only God the Holy Ghost shines the light on how a wicked sinner we are. And it's only God, the Holy Ghost, then that reveals the redemption and forgiveness that you're asking for at that moment to become a child of God. How can that be emotionless? You're guilty of crucifying Christ! And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I ask for forgiveness. You see, we've been tricked, we've been duped, we have got to be endued with power from on high to understand what I'm saying. To have a glimpse of what God wants to do when it comes to prayer. I don't, I, you know what? It wasn't the words. It wasn't even the good singing and the closed the choir. It was the spirit behind the song. When you pray, I mean, if, if you don't feel that match, your match is wet. You better get some other ones. You've got this. It's like, oh my gosh. <clears throat> Man, we need saints who proclaim their sainthood. I'm tired of looking at people thinking, I wonder, are they saying it ought to be obvious to us? Obvious. Acts 17, 6 says this. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, there they are. Those are the ones that have turned the world upside down. Those are the ones that are always preaching, crying out, worshiping, barking. Those are them right there. Get them. It was obvious who it was to them. They knew exactly who they were looking for. 
great saints with great power, with great boldness, not afraid to be pointed out. There he is. This is only done by the power of God, the Holy Ghost. And this is what we're missing. Acts 15, 25 says this, It seemed good unto us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't hazard. No, no, no. We, we'll buy dried cranberries, dried bananas, and find some cave in the mountains to just get through without the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Ghost, you'll bark through the streets hazarding your lives. That's what the difference was. Peter going, I don't know the son of a blankety blank blank. Goes into the upper room, gets filled with the Holy Ghost. He goes, you're the ones that have crucified Christ. You're the ones who've murdered him. Same dude, what happened? Holy Ghost. Oh God, let me hope that. Father God, you've got to let us get this. What has happened to the power of his presence? We must get the power back in the house of God. Must. I am tired of trying to persuade people to follow God. Tired of trying to sing them in, talk them in, pray with them in. I want God to snatch them by the collar, jerk them up off that pew, let them see every sin vivid in their life throw them to the floor and they weep like a baby, cry out for salvation. Holy Ghost does that. He does. Read books, Leonard Ravenhill, tremendous man of God, was in services. He wasn't preaching, but he was in service. He said the Holy Ghost conviction was so hard and so heavy in that service that men would, didn't know it, but they were just flipping and, and the pages of the, the hymnals until they were confetti. Just piles of it in front of them because of the power of God. And he says, when the altar call came, as, as if God picked them up by the back of the net and threw them to the altar, and they wept and cried out for God. Frank Heathens, when bars would close, because of a move of God, because of people who took that song and prayed. Not for a day, not till Monday passes because I said so on Sunday, but because something got in them and prayed. How awesome would it be to be some type of demonstration of the power of God every time you came here? You think you'd get up in the morning and hit the snooze thing eight times and say you don't want to go? people are longing for the real and the supernatural power of God. And I'm not talking about some circus or sideshow. In this ring over here we have legs being moved and over here I'm talking about the power of God gripping people. Lives that are ripped apart, God putting back together with a glue that is unseparable. One's given so far to drugs their mind's screwed up God speaks to them and they're in the right Things that are so crooked and perverse, God speaks and makes them straight just by His Word. Right here. 
This is the New Hope Hospital. For all that to be done. And you're his servants. You must get the power of God back in the house of God. So that it's absolutely impossible for sinners to sit there unmoved. Okay, softball? Absolutely, I, I love ball. Played it all my life. You know where I'm at, right? I could care less if you win a game. I will be there. I will try to do my best to help us win a game, but I could care less if you win a game. What I care about when the season's done and over, people talk about us. I've never seen a group of guys like that. I never heard one guy cuss. cuss. I didn't hear even one guy uh, argue. I didn't hear anything. These guys are amazing. Who cares if we get another trophy? I don't even know where that one is. I have no idea where it is. Is it back there? Big deal. I'm a softball team. I'm serious. I know I've played. I know about competition. I know about the drive. I know about that. You better die to that. Or we'll quit again. We must get the power back in the house of God. We must. We must. You're not going to win first. You're not going to take first. That one team always wins first. To obey in the New Testament means to give earnest attention to the Word. Earnest attention to the Word. To submit to its authority. And to carry out its instructions. That's what we got to do. I'm looking for someone to help me. He who does not know God the Holy Ghost, you can't know God. We're so warped. When I say God the Holy Ghost, you don't know God the Holy Ghost, you're thinking about praying in tongues. Well, if I don't pray in tongues, I don't know God. you telling me that? That's not what I said. It's only God the Holy Ghost that brings you to Christ, that reveals things to Christ. Other than that, we just have an intellect. Of the Word of God, we have a nice service. We have nice musicians and nice songs. We have choir and VBS and Sunday school and picnics and movie night and whatever else we do. Marriage retreat, just like all the rest. We've got to have the power of the Holy Ghost. Moses says, God, if your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not going. Because God, isn't it your presence? presence that make us different than all the rest. Oh yes, it's the presence of God. It's the presence of God that makes us different than all the rest. John 16, 12 says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. You know what I say when I read that? I'm saying, God, let it be now, please, God. It's got to be now, God. God, I've got to be able to bear them now, Lord. And then I tell God this, because our nation's about to die, Lord, and the church is lifeless. Somebody, somewhere, a group has got to say, we'll bear it. Command us. Command us. 
Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. That's the Spirit of truth is the Holy Ghost. We need guided into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. He won't boast about himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Listen, he shall glorify me, Christ said. That's what the Holy Ghost does. He reveals Jesus to you and me more and more, greater and greater revelations. He glorifies me, Christ says. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. He shall get more from me and he'll show it unto us where he is loved and longed for. Luke 24 is our only hope. It's our only answer. 2445 says, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. Thank God. You understand God? I'm hopeless. I was up early this morning reading this other book by this old man of God, another great one, Samuel Chadwick. Read his books! And I'll read a paragraph and I'll close it and say, God, I don't know if I'm getting this! God, I'm not trusting my own intellect, please. Father, help me to understand. So my prayer for us and for you, and what Ruth and I have been praying in L.A. is God opened their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. We're not sitting there in L.A. thinking we've got the dumbest buffoon church in the world. No, 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 no. In fact, we think we have a church that's on the, on the, uh, the edge of getting more of God. But we are bombarded with what church is and what it has been and what TV says it is and what the radio says it is. We don't even know anymore. God, open our understanding that they may understand the Scriptures. He said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and the repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in, this, in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are the witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. That's it. This is what we need. Even this next verse, when the band plays, someone sings, this is what they need. God, and my speech or my preaching or my singing or my playing, God, not the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Whereas mere song grips you. That you're breaking up inside. That you've got to get right with God. It's the anointing of God. Not some well-played song does that. God the Holy Ghost does it. In demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Paul knew it's the preacher's job to preach, but it's the Holy Ghost's job to demonstrate.
I don't even know. Paul, Paul might have been a lousy preacher as far as we look at. Couldn't hear him, talk too stuff, he's too loud, he's too short, he doesn't pronounce his words right. He's boring, he's monotone. Man, but maybe the power behind what he said grabbed story reads that Jonathan Edwards had such bad eyes he had to read his sermons like this and he read that sermon sinners in the hands of an angry God and we put his paper down people were holding on to the pools in the church screaming because they thought they were all falling into hell he was reading like this and if I brought someone like that maybe half of you would get up and leave You see, because we don't think like God thinks. We just don't. 1 Corinthians 2, 5 says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Not in the wisdom of man, not another meeting, not another powwow, not another committee, another convention, but in the power of God. All you need is a backyard and a hay bale. All you need is downstairs in a rocking chair. Romans 15, 19 says, Through mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem roundabout I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Through mighty signs and wonders. It's missing. It's missing. God the Holy Ghost still does His thing. God, the Holy Ghost is still there. It's missing in us. The drive, the giddy-up, the go-for-it, the longing, the, the seeing, the ears opening up and their eyes aren't. It's missing. And I think you're awesome folks. But it's missing. We were not planted here. April 1st, it's not that long away. We'll be 25 years old. That's now old enough to be stale and in love with yourself. Well, we're so good. We're an awesome church. We're telling you that we believe God wants to do something here. It's not hype. It's not fake words. We've never done that from the pulpit. But after being in L.A., after sitting in L.A. churches, talking to L.A. people, praying with my wife for new hope, new hope, folks, you know, we believe that God, you dare to throw it in, he'll respond. He'll respond. We're going to play that song again. And it isn't to entertain you. It's going to be our altar call song. The down lights, we need you to stand, please. We've prayed specifically, as much as we could remember, people that are here, called you out by name. And I want you to know that. It has nothing to do with patting us on the back or weren't you awesome. No, I'm telling you, what we believe God is saying to you. We're asking God, remember God? You've got to strike a match. Lord, strike that match in new hope. I don't care who you use. Strike it, God.
As this song plays, that's our altar call. I want you to run to the altar. You have the wherewithal to ask God, God, please, Father, you've got to help me understand this. can't be just another sermon that falls dead on the ground. God, you've got to help me understand this. Not understand it, God, you've got to command me, Lord, because I won't. I'll think it's awesome now, and I'll forget by time I have my Sunday chicken. Lord, you've got to command us. You've got to let this stay fresh and loud in my heart. And God will do it. You ready, Michael? Sense the spirit behind this song. Sense the plea of God calling us. Most won't hear this. Your part. People's lives are crashing and burning. Church doesn't have the wherewithal, the strength, the ability. Start believing it. A grain of mustard seed. He will answer. Oh, if you pray. He will answer. Jesus, he will answer. Oh God, put this song in the hearts of new hope, Lord. Put it in their spirit, Lord. Call out to God. I will answer you when you seek for me with all your heart. Jesus, he will answer when you pray. The enemy's defeated. The battle's been won. Come on, saints. Take your proper place. Jesus Christ.
Yes. Unleash your power, God. In your name, there is victory. Hallelujah. Call upon God, saints. Call upon Him earnestly, sincerely. Jesus. God's calling you. Calling you up the mountain. No more excuses. doesn't matter what age you are. You're not too old to pray. You're not too young to pray. Jesus, He will answer. God, you've got to put this in the heart of new hope, Lord. Lord, you've got to place this in our heart, God. Lord, we have heard messages on prayer, preached messages on prayer. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would do something supernatural, Lord. Let something happen to the saints of God. Let there be a longing and an urgency and a hunger, Lord God. Show them, Lord, show them little victories through their prayer, Lord. Build up their faith, O oh God. Lord, as Goliath screams, Lord God, let them take out the bear and the lion, Lord, and let them run towards Goliath, Lord. When we pray, O oh God, when we pray. Oh, saints, you're in the most powerful position right now. God, I bind the enemy from snatching this seed. I bind the liar from trying to rob us at this very moment. Do something in your men of God and your women of God. Do something special, Lord. Don't let them miss it. Don't let them be tricked. Don't let them be deceived, oh God. Lead us in the right path, Lord. The plain path, oh God. The correct path. Don't give up. Don't hang your harp up. Don't throw in the towel. Do not give up. 
you find that song on YouTube and you play it loud and over and over and over, let it get in your heart when you pray. When the people of God prayed, nations were defeated. Absolutely defeated. The enemy feared when the people of God came marching towards their country because they knew they had a God that backed with power and signs. Let Congress do what they say. Let the White House do what they say. Let them pass all them filthy laws. We pray. That's our job. We pray. 